welcome to Duty Honor Real Estate Podcast. I'm so excited. This is going to be a special one. So without further ado, let's get right into it. So Heather, share us a little bit about your journey in the military and what led you to serve over a decade. Yes, well, first and foremost, thank you, Brian, for having me, uh, for asking me to come on here. It is an honor and, you know, yeah, let's get it going. Let's get it. So uh, diving right into it, I joined the military back in 2011. I grew up in a military household. My mom was in the Army when I was born. So I was actually born at Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio, Texas. And that is where she met my dad. Now they didn't get married. It's not a fairy tale ending, but that's how I kind of came to be. And what motivated me to join the military eventually after high school and a couple years of college. Wow. Yeah. What, um, obviously your parents probably had that influence. Was your dad mm-hmm. in the military? So he was, um, he wasn't so much in my life, but, mm-hmm. um, he was in the military until just a couple years ago. Funny story. When I did join the military, I had a very crazy last name that is a very rare one that if you looked in Outlook and the email, just as they taught us when we just first joined, you put in my last name and only two names popped up. And that was me and my biological dad. And I'm not even kidding you. It's kind of like an Oprah moment where you like mess it. I emailed him Wow. and said, hey, your name is on my birth certificate. Are you my dad? <laughs> wow. And he was. And so it was just, it's crazy how that all came to be, but the military made me, created me essentially, right? Through my mom and my dad. And it brought me to him 21 years later. Okay. <laughs> so, I, yeah. I love this. I mean, this is the point of the podcast is really getting into the stories, uh, your time in the military. And obviously we'll talk about later about your transition mm-hmm. into real estate. Um, so you're in the military, but then you served almost over a decade. That's yes. a lot of years. It is. <laughs> so, so what, what, what'd you start as? What, what did you, how'd you get to over 10? Yeah. So I started off as a 74 Delta, which is a chemical specialist. Mm-hmm. I did my basic and AIT at Fort Leonard Wood in Missouri, you know, Fort Lost in the woods. So, um, and from there, my first duty station was in Suwon in South Korea. I was attached with the air defense um, ADA over there, and we were helping the Suwon Air Force Base there. Um, And so it was a lot of fun. It was different to, it was an experience to experience different cultures and how they live and their traditions compared to what our traditions were. Just more so for them with family dynamic and just the traditions that they have and the respect that they have for their elders and all of that stuff. And their food was incredible. It's not as processed as ours. So I was a lot healthier <laughs> over there and I really enjoyed some Korean barbecue. And that is actually where I met my ex-husband 
who is the father of my children. Okay, okay, so, nice, yeah. nice. So, I mean, it's good that you got some time abroad, right, mm-hmm. to see that. And as a chemical uh, specialist, it's it's interesting because you can get attached to a lot of different units. Yes. So that's cool that you got. We we're part of air, air defense. Um, mm-hmm. But then, you know, with 10 years, I imagine you went up some ranks, yeah. you know. It, you, you end up being an NCO, correct? I did, yeah. So I after leaving... Uh, Korea. I came back to the States. I was stationed at Fort Hood in Texas. And then I ended up coming over here to Fort Carson here in Colorado. So here's where I got my NCO status. And I was running, you know, pretty much helping run a squad in our platoon. And as being one of the only female NCOs in my platoon, there was, you know, just a lot I was kind of like the mom, the little mother hen who brought everybody together, really looking out for everybody. My personality, I just care so much about people in general. And when it came to our soldiers, I made sure that we focused on their family dynamic as well. Nice, nice. No, it's always good to hear that perspective, especially being a squad leader in a Mm -hmm. platoon. That's a big deal. Uh, because it's like one of four, one of five squads, and so mm-hmm. that's a big deal in terms of, you know, authority, management, leadership, all that good stuff. So, no, that's incredible. But, you know, when you reach that over a decade, why didn't you stay in? So that just refers back to my ex-husband. Okay. Um, yeah. I was divorced. I was a single mother. Uh, we actually got divorced here in the Springs mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of went our separate ways. But because of our parenting agreement that we have, my next assignment would have been to either go drill sergeant or instructor. Uh-huh. And that alone is a three-year minimum yeah. requirement. And as a mother, I fought so hard to have my children because I suffered two miscarriages before I even had my daughter. And... Just from that standpoint, as being a mom, I had to choose my battles. Had I taken the route to stay in, I would have lost custody of my children that I fought so hard to have. I didn't even think I could have kids. And I just wasn't ready to give that up. So lo and behold, I knew that that wasn't going to be an option for me any longer. As I was moving up the ranks, there's only so many places you can go. And being a female going up the ranks, they're hurting in so many different areas and they all need you. You're all at the needs of the army and they need you to go here to train some new recruits coming in, that's where you go. Um, So I think that was the reason why, and I get asked that all the time. Uh, And it's just like, I think a lot of men, and those are the main ones who ask me, and no offense, (laughs) but, when it comes to men in the military, a lot of them who have children are married and their wives are stay-at-home moms. Yeah. They're not active duty. They're not. And if they are, it's special circumstances. But we are very rare and few in between. And so between childcare and all of the things, it was just a lot on my plate that I had to figure out um, as an individual. So I decided after my contract was done, my current contract, that I would get out and stay here because the father of my children did move here when I got stationed here so he could be close to the Mm -hmm. kids. And since he was active um, in their lives, I did not want to fight him on that. Yeah. So, and have to like go 
put my kids through a custody battle of, you know what, I have to go do this for the Army, but they're coming with me because I'm not giving them up to you. Um, And so it's just picking your path. And that's pretty much what led me to where I am today. No, thank you for sharing. And and that's a real-life decision Mm -hmm. that a lot of women make in their services, like in the military, because, you know, you got to decide on – your goals in your personal life, whether, you know, being a mother or whatever the case is versus your career in the military. And there will be that crossroad that comes in. And now thanks for, you know, sharing that because a lot of people who are listening are, are going to be able to relate. You know, they have to mm-hmm. choose between um, moving forward in their personal versus their professional. But it seems like those challenges were already a lot. And so then then you're moving to what? Now the civilian sector. Yeah. So, I mean, I could imagine going through your mind. You're like, single mother, I'm here working with my children. I'm now choosing a different career path. What are the other challenges now you're facing in transition? I think it's just that initial fear that every service mm-hmm. member will go through eventually. It doesn't matter if you're getting medically retired or retiring after 20 years of service or just getting out after three years of service because the military just wasn't your thing. And that's okay. It happens. So I think everybody gets that fear of, well, what's next? Or am I going to be successful? Or what's going to happen? And as a mother, that pressure is on you even more just as a parent in general because you're like, well, I have kids that I have to provide for. Right now I'm getting a steady paycheck every two weeks without fail. And if I don't get it, well, let me just go and talk to DFAS and my pay and all those people and finance and we get it figured out. But once you get out, immediately the Army will stop. They won't overpay you. No. That check is going to stop. As soon as your ETS leave date is done, you're done as far as they see it. And they just keep rolling right along. So um, I would just say, yeah, it was that fear. It was just, you know, you don't want to fail as a parent. You don't want to fail as a person. After doing over 10 years of service, you're like, wow, I feel like I've accomplished so much. To be in that position of accomplishment to feeling like, well, what am I going to amount to now? Uh, and I think that was a huge thing that played in my mind that was my motivating factor because you can either use it as a motivation or something to hold you back. And I was like, well, I got kids, so we're going to keep motivated and keep, keep going. No, I love it. Um, you hit on some incredible, like real life factors in people's transition. Mm -hmm. The first thing is fear. Like Mm -hmm. that is always going to be there. Um, and it's how you handle that fear and also like the doubt because you talk about like, Hey, I did 10 years of, of work, of service, mm-hmm. of accomplishments. Like, what do I do next? Mm-hmm. So that doubt, you know, creeps in, but I mean, you got to make a decision. Is, yeah. Are you going to use this for motivation or are you just going to be a victim? Right. And so, Absolutely. uh, I'm glad you made that choice, <laughs> you know, uh, obviously for your children, but for yourself. Uh, but what, did you go right into real estate? So I did. Mm-hmm. So a little backstory on that. Mm-hmm. I got my license. So a year out, I knew I was getting out of the military. Okay. My I was a year out from my ETS date, and I was like, I got to start making some decisions. Mm-hmm. So I went to uh, Mount Carmel Veterans Service mm-hmm. Center, 
where they help transitioning military service members as far as helping them with um, writing resumes, setting up their LinkedIn. They have job fairs. They send you job postings from big government agencies here that want to hire you as a veteran because based on the experience you have. So I went there and they were sending me all these emails and uh, nothing really stood out to me. And when I was going through my divorce with my ex-husband, I ended up buying my first house while I was active duty. And I didn't, honestly, when I was going through all of that, I didn't think I would be able to get approved for a home. It was so far-fetched that I didn't think that was attainable for me. Being a single mom, my credit was not the best. I had a single income. And so, but I looked back on the experience I had because I did achieve that goal. And all while, funny thing, uh, when I went under contract on my house, the next day I left for NTC for 30 days. And so then I came back (laughs) and uh, went straight to closing. So (laughs) I was gone the whole process, (laughs) which is funny, but it's crazy. I owe it all to the agent Mm -hmm. who was my realtor at the time, which was Wendy Weber. Mm -hmm. And now she owns, you know, 6035 Real Estate Group. And it was her due diligence and her care of helping me as a single mom and just being there for me and be like, you know what, hey, I'm gonna take care of this for you because I really want you to accomplish this goal that you are able to achieve. So yeah, with that care, it kind of motivated me of like, hmm, well, maybe I'll get into real estate. But it wasn't until my now husband, Alex, he, is in the construction business. He owns his own residential remodeling company and is also an Air Force Air Force veteran. And he was like, well, hey, how about we team up? Because, you know, I'm having these conversations with him. We're together at the time, just not married yet. And we're having these conversations. And he's like, well, why don't, why don't you do real estate? And we'll partner together and join forces, Army, Air Force, you know, builder, yeah. real estate agent, and just knock it out. And... So he is the one who kind of put it in me to stick with that idea, put all my eggs in one basket, and run with it. So I did. So while I was still in the Army, I was working on my real estate license. I ended up uh, job shadowing and training under Wendy Weber's team while I was still active duty. And from doing that, I was able to get my first two deals while I was on my ETS leave. So the financial kind of overlap was super helpful and reassuring. Just, you know, being that new veteran that just got out of the military. Wow. Yeah. That's uh, a lot. I know. <laughs> no, no, no. It's so cool because these are like, I would say all the veterans have these ingredients that they, they can. Ch- leverage as well Mm -hmm. and not get wrapped up in the fear and the doubt because, you know, you're in the military one. So take advantage of the VA loan and, and, and using that to your benefit, because when you get out, it's hard to get approved for a loan if you don't have income, even though Mm -hmm. you have a VA loan. So that's the first thing. That's an ingredient we all have. We all have the VA loan. We can't purchase. So it's getting educated and, yes. and finding the right professionals, which which you you did 
because mm-hmm. you had Wendy Weber. And from my understanding, Wendy Weber is also a veteran, too. She is, yeah. So that's just another ingredient because there is a veteran, um, you could say, alumni that's in mm-hmm. our local markets. I mean, yes, we're yes. in Colorado Springs. They call it America's Backyard. But, like, <laughs> but you know, we do have a heavy veteran footprint, but there are veterans amongst all, all different cities. Absolutely. And so reaching out, like if you want to buy a house or reaching out to another veteran to help the, help you understand, to get on your feet, to give you the confidence to be a real estate professional. And at the end of the day, we all have a significant other. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be romantic or anything. It could be your father, your mother, a friend or whoever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they saw potential in you. Yes. You know, yes, obviously, they may be a little biased because they love you and stuff, just <laughs> like I was with Lana. But, like, that's so cool that your significant other was like, hey, I believe in you. Let's let's think bigger and mm-hmm. let's use each other's backgrounds to, to do better in the world, yeah. right? And so that's awesome. And at the end, you, you put that all together and you're already overlapping your ETS, mm-hmm. that financial security, and moving on to your next career. Yes. So. I mean that. I mean, I hope everyone's listening. Like you can do it too. Yeah, uh, and, I'm and, not special. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I imagine you had some special experiences that um, that you may think like I can change the way this industry is, or the way I provide this real estate service. Or does that make sense? Like yes. especially for veterans, I imagine mm-hmm. too. Um, do you have anything to talk about that? Like, I mean, you so you just became a realtor, and you're doing these deals, but you have all these experiences you learned while you were in the military, and you're just starting. I mean, can we talk about that? Yeah. So I would say definitely opening up and talking to your loved ones prior to mm-hmm. getting out is going to be tremendous in how successful you are after. A lot of soldiers that I had in my squad, I'd always ask them, hey, what are you going to do when you get out? I see that you're getting out. What's your plan? And without fail, almost all of them would say, oh, well, I'm going to go back to school. I'm going to use my GI Bill. I'm going to use the money from that. But even in that standpoint, I had to educate them because being somebody who used my GI Bill myself, I knew that you're only going to get your BAH payment for the dates that you are in school. And so you may go, if you're only going to school from, say, October 1st to October 15th, say, Mm -hmm. it ends in the middle of the month, well, your next paycheck is only going to reflect half a month. So where are you going to get the income for that second half, right? So I always tell them, well, what's your backup? Like, if you're going to school, what are you going to have a part-time job? I would, t- I would encourage them to – school is great. School is not for everyone. It was not for me. Um, I tried to go to college multiple different times mm-hmm. before I joined the military, while I was in the military. <laughs> um, but for me, it was just I couldn't figure out what my passion was at that moment. And the military gave me that time to kind of figure out – that's why I joined the military, too, is – I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, um, what I wanted to be, what career field I wanted to go into. The military allotted me that time to kind of figure that out. And so I tell people all the time, I tell my soldiers, like, well, what about reenlisting for another term? So you can really figure out what it is you want to do when you get out. Because once you get out, you're out. The Army is not there for you anymore. 
your platoon sergeant's not there for you anymore, your first sergeant, your commander, that all kind of disappears as soon as you get that DD-214. It's a harsh reality, but that is what it is. And so a lot of my soldiers were going back to their hometowns. A lot of them were really small. So it's like kind of what are you going to do before you get that degree? And, I mean, that's, that's the biggest thing. you got to lean on your family and those around you and kind of talk it out. Because I didn't know what my potential was going to be. I didn't know I was going to go into real estate. And having those conversations and just playing off my experiences in life and what I liked, what I didn't like, that's what kind of guided me onto the path of getting into real estate. No, I love it because, you know, people know if they're going to make the military a career or not. Right. And the moment you know it's not, you need to take that time mm-hmm. to really think of your, your second move, your next move. So um, people need to take advantage of that um, yes. and not just wait till you're out. So that's great. Then that, it's too late. Yeah, then it's, <laughs> then it's way too late. Uh, but again, you emphasize the support group. Mm-hmm. And that support group, it could be anyone, but that that's amazing because those are two things that people need to to realize when they're transitioning. But then how do you believe the real estate industry can be more supportive and accommodating for veterans? And I would say veterans in terms of the consumer, mm-hmm. um, not in terms of a real estate agent. I would say for a veteran is just being more open to educate. Education is huge. You don't know what you yeah. don't know. So until you hear what you need to know, you're, you're not going to know either way. So what my team and I do is, being a veteran myself, is first and foremost, I'm going to ed- educate you. I'm going to get you on a Zoom buyer consult call. I have a whole little presentation, not death by PowerPoint. It's more educational and fun than that. It's only 13 slides. But to give them a gist of what to expect in buying a home, it is so much more attainable than you think. It's a benefit that you earned, and you should be utilizing it, especially if you have a family. Uh, Because once you get out, now your family's not having to bounce from place to place anymore, which is huge. Because we're used to being at the needs of the Army. You come down on orders, you're packing up, you're moving again. And that's the heartbreaking thing about the military. I remember I have so many friends, thank God for social media, (laughs) to keep in touch with a lot of the people that you meet. Because you meet so many people along the way that once you build and form those impactful, lifelong relationships, one of us will come down on orders and leave the other. And it's so sad. But I would say... When you transition out of the military and now you're at that point where you get to choose where you end up. Not The Army doesn't choose for you. The military doesn't choose for you. You and your significant other or whoever, you guys make that decision on where you want to plant your roots now. We have a huge veteran community here in Colorado Springs. And that's mostly because they get stationed here. They love it so much they don't want to go back home and they stay. So <laughs> we love that. But... Definitely instilling those roots here are so important and educating our veterans on what they can do because I didn't think that I could get a home and I was a single mom with not the best credit, two children to worry about and putting them into a safe place 
was very, very important to me. So I just think that from a parent's standpoint, it's very important to do that for our kids is to give them also the stability after military life. Oh, I love it. It's a, it's a great intention if you think about it. Um, you know, how are you going to change the industry to help veterans is like you said, you're, you're going to empower them. You're mm-hmm. going to educate them. You're going to help them make an informed decision on the benefit that they earned. Yes. So I love that you said that um, because it, people don't understand. It's like we all could have died. Mm-hmm. We all could have, you know, lost, you know, w- you know, extremities. Right. You know, we could have all. Um, suffered and lost loved ones and, and service members and so forth. And people don't understand that, like, you have that benefit. It was given to you. It was designed for you to win. Yes. And, and and I love that you start with that because people think that real estate or sales in general is, is just there for profit or whatever the case, the negative connotation is. But really, it's there to educate. It's yes. there to educate others in how to literally leverage their product, mm-hmm. you know? So, no, that's awesome. I love that. Now, you're in the business, you're growing your team, mm-hmm. you're growing your brand, but you have a lot of other things on your plate. And, <laughs> and, and, and we'll definitely get into that. I mean, you have charity work, you have a big family, your husband runs a business. How do you even strike a balance? And and I don't even like using the word balance. It's more like how do you how do you play your harmony, your your symphony, um, and what advice you can give to other mothers of how you juggle all this? Well, I would just have to say my favorite <laughs> saying, and it's very cheesy, but it's by Nike. You just do it. Mm-hmm. You just figure it out. You, I mean, it's gonna happen regardless, right? Um, getting out of the military, doing all the things. Uh, I really, I have my handy dandy planner (laughs) and I keep track of everything on there. I think as moms, we are able to uh, multitask um, and we're there to remind our husbands of what's going on (laughs) and what needs to get done, of course. Um, But I would just say that would be the most important. It's just like just doing it. You got to go, you figure out your rhythm. It's so hard to describe because it's going to be yeah. different for every family, yeah. every situation, every environment. But you just got to push through. You're going to figure it out. And that's kind of what my husband and I do. We figure it out because our situation is different than probably any other situation out there. Not just with us both essentially owning and running our own businesses. But with our family dynamic to, you know, just our hobbies, like just the Mm -hmm. different things that we do. And I use my platform of real estate and owning my own team in the community to let them know that, yes, as real estate agents, we do have the potential, just like with any other job, to make really great Mm -hmm. money and to also have an impact in our community. I will say not a lot of us here in the community do that. And I try to take advantage of that situation of, hey, I'm not in the community for profit. Now, will that come? Absolutely, it will. Naturally, it will come. You'll build your referral-based business, and that will, in turn, income-wise, be really great for you. But they, our community needs people who can 
give back not just monetarily but with their time. My time during the day is so widespread, like so open because most of the time my clients can't look at homes or chit chat or hop on a Zoom until after they're off work. I mean, if they're not working, they can't get a home loan, right? Yep. So right. Our, our clients are, they're busting butt during the day. Some normal nine to five, some military. Their hours, as you know, are hectic. Mm -hmm. Things come down the pipeline last second. So um, it's really, I do have a lot more time open during my day to focus on giving back to our community to make it a better place for our veterans and our military. No, I love it because, I mean, it's simple, like take action. Yeah. Just do it. And people think it's cliche, but in the military, they tell you, like, you need to do this. Yeah. And you're like, wait a minute, there's so many things I need or whatever. No, the, the military expects you to execute with mm -hmm. little to no resources. Yeah. And, and people could think, like, juggling everything that you're juggling is just too big. So they make these assumptions like, oh, I can't, I can't be a realtor or I can't go into this type of real estate uh, because I have kids. They start making excuses. Right. But if you don't do it, you won't be able to adapt because, like you said, right. every family's different. Every situation's different. And you need, the only way if you do it, then you can adapt. And right. so and when you adapt there, you can start really. Um, being intentional with your mm -hmm. time and you really start prioritizing, which leads to the strategic goal, which is creating impact. Right. And so now, I mean, I hope all these mothers out there or even single dads, right. You know, yeah. ju juggling, uh, you know, their children and their goals and their aspirations and so forth. It's, it's tough. It's tough. And, and I always tell people like some days you're going to be a great mom and some days you're going to be a great real estate agent. Mm -hmm. And you have to live with that because uh, yeah. it's harmony. And it's almost like it's not fair because if, if there's no such thing as balance, like the, the, the industry, the world we live in is, is unbalanced. Like it it's is. just, it's too crazy. And if you restrict yourself to that, you're really restricting your, your potential, mm -hmm. your, your ability to make impact. So, you know, I hope all these mothers looking out there now let's go into that impact, right? Yeah. And you mentioned about your your first engagement with Mount Carmel. Yes. But you now kind of grew that relationship, and now you're, what, a community ambassador? Yes. Yeah, so talk about that, because I imagine that intertwines with your work. It does. So it's a huge part of what I do. Uh, so my first experience with Mount Carmel, obviously, was when I was transitioning out of the military, and they helped me with filing my VA disability claim. They were on top of it. They have their VSOs there and they are there to help with that. Uh, they also helped with employment. So sending me those job postings from heavy hitters here in the industry. So they're not just sending you jobs that you're gonna be making $10 an hour not able to make it. They're actually sending you legitimate companies that are hiring right now looking for people just like you with the background that you have with the military. I mean, I don't think a lot of people understand your military service is a big deal. The training that you get and experience, a civilian will never have. So you're already groomed, you are ready to accomplish things that you don't even know that you can 
But based on the experience you've already been through with the military, it plays such a vital role and you are such an asset to any place that you go to after your service is done. And you hit on that word adaptability. I think that is huge. We have the ability to adapt. So many times we've been in our squad and uh, things come down and here goes Sergeant Morgan uh, telling her squad like, hey, we gotta get this done. This just came from first sergeant and we gotta get this done or we don't go home. Well, we, like you said, with very little resources, we figure out what we need to do and we get it done. I feel like that plays a huge role in, you know, me being in real estate because real estate is a crazy ball game, right? And it's, it has a lot of ups and downs. It's like a roller coaster. You're going to have great months. You're going to have bad months, just as you relate as a parent. You're going to have you're going to be on top of the world as a mom. You're going to feel like crap as a mom. You're, you're just going to go through it. It's life. That's what life is. You're, if everything were perfect all the time, we'd never learn anything. We'd never learn how to be resilient, how to bounce back. And, you know, that's what I love about what Mount Carmel does is they continue that mission of not leaving any veterans behind, not leaving any service members behind. And also... What I love about them is they leave no family members behind. So they have programs for spouses and helping them with job searches or helping find childcare, or they have their behavioral health unit. So they help with counseling. So if you don't wanna be seen on post cause you don't feel comfortable, or maybe you're going through counseling on base, but now you're out of the military, they have offered that service for you now. Um, so you have a place to go and seek the help and guidance that you need. So it just doesn't stop there. They just do so, so much. And I am so happy to be a part of, one, I am a community ambassador with them. I also now have my own office in their building oh, nice. on the second floor. And my agent partner and I, we are there every Tuesday from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. in the lobby for any transitioning service member that comes in and needs our help. Boom, I love it. Um, there's, it's so important to really understand like service. Mm -hmm. And it's great to see that even though you finished the military, you're in a service-based industry, real estate, mm -hmm. and then you're continuing the service for our veterans. And the reason why it's so important because it's a reminder to all the veterans that they're exceptionally ready. Yes. And you being that ambassador, you get to remind them mm -hmm. like, yo, you're ready. You can yeah. do this. And it also reminds you of your own traits, of your own traits, like you said, about being resilient. And I think that's so special uh, because a lot of veterans, when they get out, you know, I would say for the most part, they, they do plan but there's always a confidence factor in there. Mm -hmm. And if they can go to someone like you, someone like Mount Carmel, and really get get that relationship, get that dialogue going, I think they would get even more motivated. Absolutely. And, and what I do love is how you integrate it because think about it, if you're serving others, now you're, you get to offer even more services right. at Mount Carmel. Mm -hmm. And I love how you're talking about, leave no family behind. And that's one of the things, and that's, and as us veterans who transition to real estate, 
yes, we are going to be the best real estate professionals, but we need to figure out how do you keep adding more value to these veterans' lives. And these are for the consumers, the, the veterans who aren't real estate professionals who want to buy their first home. They mm-hmm. want to buy their first investment property. They want to understand the VA loan more. So that's incredible because you're, you're literally almost vertically integrating more services into your brand. So right. I think that's a, that's a tip for everyone else. Like <laughs> if you're in a market and you haven't teamed up with a, a local veteran service center, um, you're kind of missing some opportunities. Mm-hmm. But consistent with that theme of service, you continue to serve others. And now you're in the AUSA. First of all, what is the AUSA and what do you do there? Yes. So the AUSA is the Association of the United States Army. Every single Army service member is a member of that. We don't know. I mean, I never heard of them until I went to Mount Carmel, and they were there as a community ambassador as well. So you just build – when you're out in your community, you're building – you're networking. You're building yeah. these relationships, and you never know who you're going to meet. And in every business class when I was in school, they always taught me it's not always what you know. It's who you know. So you never know – being out in the community and being selfless and giving of service, who's going to cross your path and make a huge difference? So it's the Association of the United States Army. What they do is they give back to our active duty. So it could be if you need help with funds for uh, a battalion or day, like a barbecue or something like that, uh, you're deploying and, you know, the sergeant major comes to us or the first sergeant comes to us and says, hey, for these people who don't have families, our soldiers, our younger soldiers who aren't married, don't have kids, uh, live in the barracks, hey, they might need some hygiene items. or So we help out with that. It's really whatever the need of the Army is. When they come and ask for help, we do our best to cover down for them. And my role specifically is I'm the vice president for young professionals. So my whole purpose is to be getting out in front of the younger generation and helping them not only to get integrated into the AUSA and what they do, but then helping getting them connected in the community as they are potentially transitioning out as well. So it just all comes full circle. It's just, I do a lot. It sounds like I'm all over the place, but everything I do kind of weaves into each other and they all just go back to, I don't know. It just makes it easy, I guess. I just found my niche and I found my place and where I'm supposed to be and I just maximize on that. Well, one, thanks for sharing that, you know, AUSA entity And we all are part of it if you're in the Army. And I'm sure the Navy, Air Force, they have their own respective entities as well. Uh, It's so cool because you're you're also the vice president of the young professionals like you talked about. And that's now you're get now you're really nurturing a a whole population Mm -hmm. and helping them become better professionals in whatever industry they're in. Um, That's really cool. And you remind people it's it's who, you know. Uh, I always tell people like, and I don't think you're all over the place because people need to understand that if you really want to make impact, you really have to be like the Holy Spirit. <laughs> like I always tell people, um, the Holy Spirit, like yeah. a sphere. Your spheres. Uh, yeah, your sphere is everything. And it's so crazy because 
we all leave the military, I think, with some jadedness, you know? We're like, oh, this guy or this girl or this commander or this sergeant or this something happened that leaves kind of like, that's the reason why we leave, right? right. There's, there's some there's some reason, like, it wasn't satisfying enough. But remember, the Army, like you said, gave you all this training but gave you all this network. It did. Incredible people of all different walks of life that you got paid to be immersed in. Yeah. Like and and so I love uh, I love how you you're already embracing that through Mount Carmel to the AUSA and people need to see that as an example like go find the existing tribe that you were immersed in and yeah. and, and and leverage it. So since you're the vice president of young professionals and your community ambassador I imagine you definitely can help veterans understand how do they leverage their skill set, their experiences, mm -hmm. but to be an amazing real estate licensed professional like yourself. Could you talk about the maybe those tips and tricks or, you know, things that, that we as military, as veterans, don't really understand that we can use to our advantage? Anything? Yeah, I would just say all the training that you got is a blessing in disguise. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if that training was negative, positive, whatever you took from it. Unconsciously, it's in like your thoughts, it's in your memories, and you made it through that, whatever it was. And just to be, to continue even outside the military to be resilient, to push through, to, you know, our core values was like selfless service. Like continue to be selfless. Like everything will fall into hand. Get involved. I know I can speak for us here on the front range, you know, from Denver to Pueblo, Colorado Springs, in our little bubble here, veteran their the veteran community here is so president. Like and I know from my experience of just being in real estate, there are a lot of female veterans yeah. in real estate, but you don't hear about them. I feel like a lot of our service members are so silent about the service that they went through. We are the 1%. Now, women, ladies, you are a fraction of that 1%. So you better own it. You better be proud because... Our experience, every single service member's experience was different. We all interpreted things differently. We all came from different backgrounds. And so the, our, the way we think really transitions, like, I guess, just how our perspective, how we took it. And so don't use that experience as a negative or even just write it off if it was a positive. Take that and implement it in your life now because it is so vital. Like I said earlier, the fact that we were in the military and our service is so much more impactful than you know. But the training and the experience we got in itself, no civilian will ever understand that. They will never have experienced that. And so they don't have that kind of training. And so we do have a leg up. We do have that edge that everyone, every employer, every friend, everybody's looking for. So capitalize on that, maximize on that, and just know your worth at the end of the day, that you are special, 
and you have exactly what it takes to accomplish anything you put your mind to. Yeah, we're, we're definitely going to get down a rabbit hole here because I think there's a lot of things you can unfold here. Mm-hmm. Uh, first thing is that comes to my mind is really the, the silent piece that you mentioned. And I, you know, we've met so many veterans, especially in the industry mm-hmm. and, um, and just beyond just the clients and so forth. And I feel like that silent is a battle between it's my background, it's not my identity. And I feel, and I've met so many professionals who tell me that, and they're like, well, that, that's something in my past, but it's not who I am. And, and, I, and I always like kind of juggle with that or kind of reason with that. It, and I think that may be the silent part where they may view the outside world as like a negative connotation of the military mm-hmm. service because you know how many movies are there how many you know social media anything about the military is there um you know we're all cool when top gun comes out and then yep. and then when <laughs> and then when let's say not not the great light of the military is shown um then we kind of like hide and not really be proud of, of where we came from. Right. And so it's just something that, that immediately came to mind. It's like, yes, it's your background. Yes. It doesn't have to be your identity, but it's part of what makes you amazing. Yeah. It makes you unique. And, and another thing that you, you really brought up is like, you're worth it. Mm-hmm. And it, the first thing I think about is like the suicide rate. Yeah. What is it like? Twenty-two veterans every minute or every day. Yeah. Is it dies like kills themselves, and and it, it it's not just being successful in real estate, but it's like you as a person, human dignity. Mm-hmm. Um, you are worth it. The 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 government, whether your experience was good or bad, invested in you, and right. you were given a level of responsibility, no matter from the private all the way to the four-star general, right. you guys all had a level of responsibility. And so you should remember that. And so, no, it just like really resonated with me when I was hearing that. Uh, and that's really how you're going to be successful is really taking what you learned and moving forward and you're worth it. You're worth serving others. You're worth able to help them find their first home their second mm-hmm. home, they're helping that family relocate or whatever the case is. It's, it's, yeah, it brings a lot, brings a lot. No, I appreciate you, you saying that, but what, like looking back mm-hmm. after over 10 years and your, all your experience, all your service, um, what is the one thing you wish you knew when you first started as a real estate agent? All right, and it doesn't have to be one. Just stuff that that comes. Oh, like with real estate or with the military? With the real estate. With the real estate. I would say, don't try so hard to fit in. I think that is so huge. I think with real estate and getting out of the military, we are always so in the military. We're always so used to being around people. Right? If it's our squad, if it's our platoon, if it's our company, if it's our battalion formation, we are so, every day you go to work, you're just around people. 
Well, in real estate, it's not like that all the time, depending on which route of real estate you take. You could be a solo agent. You could join a team. You could, you know, there's just so many different experiences that you could take. So I would say my first thing is don't worry about so much of fitting in at the beginning because I was new to real estate, but I wanted people to know me. And I was shy about saying, oh, yeah, I'm an Army veteran because people were so silent. I, I get that internal battle. But at the end of the day, you're a freaking Army veteran. You're a military veteran. Your service, no matter how long it was, mattered because you can look at a civilian and they don't have that. So, and you've overcome so much, and that's what the military taught us is resilience and, you know, the ability to bounce back, the ability to adapt. Like, the real estate market is insane. And like I said earlier, it's a roller coaster of ups and downs. It's going to, you're going to have one really amazing month, and you're going to have a month where you make absolutely no money because we are a commission-based business. So if I don't sell a house... I'm not getting a paycheck. That is all too real. Um, and so that would be my biggest thing for anybody, any veteran trying to get into real estate or just getting out of the military in general is don't worry about what everyone else is doing. Don't worry about what they think about you because regardless if you're doing good or bad, and I've experienced this in real estate, <laughs> And just my two and a half years, you're, people are going to hate you when you're doing good. They're going to hate you when you're doing bad. So you might as well do what makes you happy and see where that takes you. No, I love it because in the military, you come in and you know that saying like one's not like the other, yeah. right? Because they want you to conform mm -hmm. to the standards and that military, like, you know, puts that obviously with good intention uh, for everyone to fall in. Uh, but when you get into the civilian world, you're saying be adaptable, but don't conform. Because if you if you immediately go into a new organization, all of a sudden you're conforming to this new culture, mm -hmm. you still don't have enough data points yeah. to make a decision. And that could definitely right. sway your whole career mm -hmm. of where you go, especially in, in, in sales and, and in right. the real estate market, you know, uh, and so... Because I, I could imagine you, you get out, you join a new, uh, let's say, a team, or you go solo mm -hmm. in a new brokerage. You know, they have their own culture. They have they their do. own their own values. And just because they maybe were a veteran, they may not have been the best person for you at that time. And you conforming, like, you, you can get real impressionable real fast. You know, right. Really, you get real influence real fast, especially in making that transition because – when we do make a transition, we are vulnerable. Right. You know, we are exposing ourselves to new things. So, mm -hmm. no, that's actually, I would say, top 10 best thing I've heard in terms of, you know, what's the one thing I wish I knew when I first started. Um, so that that's incredible right there. But now that, you know, we reflected on all this, I imagine mm -hmm. you have some incredible goals going forward. You know, I always see you wheeling and dealing, you know, <laughs> Heather, Heather Wheeler. Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, I always see you willing and dealing. You made in some covers of some great magazines. Yes. You are definitely putting yourself out there. And so what are your goals? 
Well, I mean, my goal right now is just investing as much as I can into my team and giving them every opportunity to get, uh, you know, referral-based business and doing what I can to get our team name out there, to get my face out there so people know who they can reach out to when they are ready to buy, sell, invest, any of those things. I want them to know that our team is there and they can depend on us. And, I mean... The sky is literally the limit and beyond. There is no, that's what I love so much about this industry. I couldn't tell you what my goal is because they're so big. You know, they're little but big. I want to keep my teams tiny but mighty, right? I want a little squad. We're just going to knock it out. We're going to take care of our clients. Because another thing that we do that I know like Lana does and Wendy is their client care. And that's something that we really take pride in as well is that we're not leaving you at the at the closing table. Like here's your keys, let's take a picture. I'll never see you again. We continue to follow up and reach out to those clients. And we you know continue to say, "Hey, how is there any friends or family that we can help? Do you know anyone else?" who's looking to buy or sell at this time, I mean, I would love to have the opportunity to take care of them the way I was able to take care of you. And so I think just the more of getting into that care and um, growing my team. And I think at the end of the day, I was a born leader. (laughs) And, you know, I own my own team now, which is great. And after only two and a half years in the business, that's not very common. A lot of people will stay on teams for a long time, but just from my training in the military, as soon as I got out and I got into real estate, I was a sponge. I was just soaking it all up, the good, the bad, the ugly. Just like when we're in the military, you have that NCO that you love, and then you have that NCO that you hate, but you couldn't get rid of them because you're in no rank or position to be like, well, I want to move squads. Well, that's not how that works here. Sorry, you're in the army. You're in the big boys club now. So you're going to do what you're told. And you're just going to, you're going to get it done. And so, I mean, I, you know, yeah, I have, you know, I'll be on the cover of Top Agent Magazine and my article's coming out in October. Uh, I'll be in the Real Producer Magazine for Colorado Springs come next year. And just so many other opportunities of just getting out there, getting the word out. My biggest thing is I want to motivate others. I want to be a motivational speaker and I want to touch lives just as, you know, I've had those before me touch my life in some way, shape or form. I love the theme. You're a go-giver. I'll tell you that. Um, (laughs) Now, you hit on some great things just within your goals for people to, to really put in their strategies and their goals, mm-hmm. uh, planning. So, for example, you as a leader, your, your responsibility of a team, because you're, you're now a team leader, yes. is to brand and expand yes. always. Um, mm-hmm. In all ways, hashtag Ryan Surhan. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Surhan, big fan. But he always emphasizes that, and I love, love seeing that with you. 
um, you know, I always see it, you know, wheeling and dealing. And so <laughs> no, it's incredible that you're, you're leading with that because in the end of the day, you want your, your team members to benefit from that. Yes. And through the referral based business, which is the only thing that is exponential in our business. Yes. Like in the business, they always talk about, oh, yeah, you could make 100 phone calls and, you know, maybe five of them become leads. That's very linear. Yeah. Um, and, and really isn't going to benefit you for the long run. No. And so in business, they call it the customer lifetime value. Mm-hmm. It's how much can that customer give back to you over its life. Yeah. But the only way it's going to get back to you is if you invest in that client experience. Right. If you invest in that referral-based business, which mm-hmm. is exponential because, you know, you see it, right? You know, yes. you invest in that client experience before, during, and after, mm-hmm. and then they give you two referrals. And then those referrals come to five referrals, yeah. and it just explodes. It does mm-hmm. because there's nothing more – the whole thing about real estate that I always hear – at every conference, is that you want people to know, like, and trust you. How, what an honor it is to have somebody just call you up out of the blue and say, hey, I'm giving you a call because I'm looking for a house because you helped my friend, my mom, my grandpa. You helped them get a house and they loved you so much they wouldn't shut up that I just knew I had to talk to you because even though they hadn't met me yet, they already like and trust me. They don't know me. We're going to get to know each other because buying a home or selling a home or even getting an investment property is a process. We spend a lot of time together, 30, 60, mm. 90, maybe even a, you know days, a year. We don't know where that process is going to take us. You'll get to know me. But there's nothing like somebody calling you up and saying like pretty much in so many words – that they already like you and they already trust you with one of the biggest purchases they are ever going to make in their life. And it may be the one time in their life that they ever do it. So to be a part of that process and that journey of helping them accomplish such a huge dream, the American dream we all have, is a really big deal, and I love that. No, I love how you give that little sneak peek in that phone call. <laughs> I'll tell people, once you get that call, you're like, I can do this forever. Mm-hmm. So if you could sit down for coffee with anyone, who would it be? Wow. Um, I would say with anyone, probably. Goodness, that is such a hard question. There's do, so many give people. Me, give me three then. Okay, I <laughs> Just, would... Honestly, I would Taylor Swift. Wow. I know <laughs> that for all those non-Swifties okay. out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, the reason why I say that in my defense, here I go. Yeah. Taylor Swift is two days older than I am. Okay. Born the same year, in the same month, and she has achieved such a level of success. But it's what she does with that success that is so incredible to me as a business owner, as somebody who also runs their own business and gives back to their community. I mean, you just hear of all the good that she's done at the level that she's at, right? It's not too often you hear that with celebrities, right? Because they may, they have the potential to give back so So. much because they make so much. 
maybe they don't, they're not able to give back a lot of time, but as far as, you know, resources or whatever, they can, but they choose not to. And I feel like I'm the same in real estate. I see a lot of our counterparts who make all the money in the world, have all the, have all the best like leadership and advice and skills, but they choose to keep that to themselves, which is one of the reasons why I joined Real and how they are so big on collaboration. Like, hey, I have I will tell you the secret to my success because I want that for you too. Because one day I'm gonna die and you're still gonna be here. Sure. Somebody's gotta cover down, right? Um, which is why I'm a part of Mount Carmel and AUSA. I hope to just continue to move up in those organizations so that way when the ones are who are there now, you know, their time comes because it will come for all of us. I can keep that mission going. And so I know that is so crazy yeah. of all people, but in our in my own generation, who I would pick would be her because we are the same age. But her success is very different than my success. But we're still doing the same within our communities based on the platforms that we've been given. And oh. I, I love that. It's inspiring to me. The more she does, the more I want to deal. Not on her scale, <laughs> again, but... If it, but who knows? Because in real estate, I could get on that scale too. Yeah, the sky is the limit. There is no cap onto the amount of money you can make, and the amount of, you know, just inspiration you can give to others. No, I love it. it makes me want to tune in to Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. So for all our listeners here, because this has been incredible. Obviously, they can tune into this podcast, but where might they connect? collaborate with you, right? Because collaboration is the new currency. Yes. Uh, Where's the best way to find you? So they can find me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at Heather Wheeler Homes. That's, you know, my name on everything. And then they can also, if they want to watch to see what our team is doing Mm -hmm. in the community or with our clients, they can follow us on Veteran Wide Home Team. On Facebook, we will be starting up our Instagram page very soon. So we're taking the baby steps. Um, but, you know, we are, we're here. We're here to motivate. We're here to inspire. We're here to give back. And we w- I would love to connect. Any person who sends in a friend request, you know, I'm going to connect with you. But I'm also going to message you and see how we can work together. Yeah how we can collaborate, how, you know, working with me could benefit you, you working with me benefits, whatever. It, I just want to be here as a resource to help get you to the next level because I have that in my corner of people, and your wife is yeah. one of the number ones. She yeah. believed in me, and she's been such an inspiration to watch her journey and you guys' journey yeah. and where you – have come from to where you're at now and where you're going. Mm -hmm. And it's having those people to motivate, to keep you motivated. So I hope that if I motivate one person out there, then I can, I can die happy with that. I'm good. No, (laughs) I'm pretty confident you're going to motivate more than one person, especially just this, (laughs) this podcast, because I think it's really special just given your story coming in again, you're one of one, 1%, you know? Yeah. And, and a lot of veterans need to hear that, and they need to be inspired. So I can't thank you enough 
And thank you so much for coming on Duty on a Real Estate. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Brian. Yeah. Yeah.